Good morning. Welcome to Crime Talk BK. We're your hosts, Joanna Perpich and Megan Duffy. Good morning. Good morning. Um, <clears throat> how have you? What have you been up to since we last talked? Working my balls off. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. That's about it. Uh, we've been wrapping Christmas presents in the garage on my dad's table saw. <laughs> And so, why do I hope that could go horribly awry? <laughs> uh, it's unplugged. Okay, good. Is uh, yeah. Uh, a few years ago, when we first started this tradition, um, I walked in there and accidentally hit the button, and I'm like, wait a second, I feel like I wasn't supposed to do that. My mom's like, oh, don't worry, I'm unplugged everything. And then my like dad stomped in, and he was just kind of like. That's not an interesting story. My uh, tools, my tools. Don't touch my tools. Mm-hmm. Well, he was just kind of like looking around, and he's like, "Did you have to unplug everything?" <laughs> and she's just like, "I just didn't know which one." And it, there's just like this like knot of cables hanging from the ceiling. Oh dear. Because uh, he uh, like partially gutted the house and like remodeled it by himself, mm-hmm. and so. There is, like, an extensive amount of very dangerous sharp tools that you can, like, behead yourself with. But also I feel like a knot of cables is also dangerous. I'm, I'm reminiscent of the Christmas story and the tree and the the fire. But okay. Well, I think that, like, theoretically, before he used it, he was going to untangle them. I don't understand. Uh, but it was excessive. You uh, actually can't open or close the garage door anymore because there's just so much crap packed in there, mm-hmm. which makes it a great place to wrap Christmas presents because even if your Christmas present was out in the open, you would have no idea what you're looking at. <laughs> Camouflage right out in the open. Uh-huh. Hiding in plain sight. Well played. <clears throat> but that's what I've been doing all week. It's like I get off work and then I go to the garage. <laughs> It sounds far less interesting when you put it that way. (laughs) Well, it makes me feel a little bit like a serial killer. (laughs) With all the tools. Because you also only have, like, one light bulb, and everything's, like, dark, and... Does it flicker? (laughs) It does not flicker, no. (laughs) But it is, like, 20 years old and, like, this horrible orange color. Ooh. Fun. So. (laughs) Okay. It's a wonder any of the presents actually look presentable. (laughs) We're done. (laughs) Um, so uh, are you doing anything for the holidays or are you oh no ma'am I never do Christmas oh okay yeah no ma'am no I I it's just another day for me I don't really imbibe we don't have little kids like there's nothing interesting in it for me at all well this year you might get a Christmas card I gathered because you asked for my address. <laughs> this is the first year I'm even attempting to do something like this. Uh, I didn't realize how many friends I had, and then I'm just like, got to cross some of these people off the list. It's too many. <laughs> um, does mine come with vintage stamps? Yours does. Uh, so for our uh, dear listeners, I inherited this extensive stamp collection. And um, from my grandmother. And so the stamps that we 
are using on all of our Christmas cards are from the 70s. I'm very excited to see them. They'll get there in January because our post office, like the scanning machine doesn't work on them Mm -hmm. because they're so fucking old. (laughs) 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 My mom's worried that the FBI is going to be like, (laughs) who are those people holding these stamps? And how many door, right? And does it does do the stamps also take up the entire envelope because you yes, need that they many? Do, because they're all like cents. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. So the enti- I actually had to readjust <laughs> some envelopes because they were too high up, and there's just like this giant row That's across so, the entire top. That's so to get funny. Thirty cents. <laughs> <laughs> Only five thousand more stamps to go. It's like I inherit my grandmother uh, bequeathed me. Like thirty years of free stamps. She's that was a, my inheritance. She's such a doll. <laughs> <laughs> we like took it to an appraiser, and they're just like, I don't know what to do with this. There's too many. <laughs> Start sending postcards. No kidding. I mean, you are a little like my Carmen is in Diego. I never really know where you are. <laughs> <laughs> my my boss made a joke about that. I didn't know how to feel because uh, he's like. You always seem to be somewhere new. And I'm like, yep. And he's like, COVID. And I'm like, yeah. That's not true. You have pods in both places. Yes. I just bounce back and forth. Well, it also doesn't help that I uh, rotate the rooms that I work in. Mm -hmm. So it's always a different background for my Zoom calls. So it makes me feel like much more of a globetrotter than I actually am these days. (laughs) Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. They won't know the difference. Uh, but I have figured out how to travel without needing gas. Mm-hmm. Very proud of. Um, but uh, it does take a little, it feels a little bit like gambling, you know, that like last half hour and your tank's almost empty. Oh, yeah. Or it's like, you know, it's not, it's not empty. It's you're going to start walking. Yeah. yeah. Done that in my younger yeah. days. Like, well, if I stop on this bridge, I can push the car down to Baton Rouge. It should be okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, so what have you got this week? Um, I've got the shooter at the St. John the Divine Church. Mm-hmm. This happened a couple of days ago. Um, that's an awful story. Um, and then there's apparently... Um, a rash of EMT robberies going on. Oh my God. And do you remember um, when we had our lovely Alicia on, we were discussing that gay, that guy, Varen Primus. Yeah. Um, well, I'll do a recap of who he is, but he escaped from prison for the second time in, in um, the uh, St. Vincent. <laughs> The island. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so that's what I have today. Uh, that's very, uh, I guess we are a true crime show. I feel like uh, with the world being the way it is, I've been gravitating more towards, like, weird things. Oh, yeah. We should talk about the fact that Trump's bitch is finally dead. Oh, uh, in fact, I have an entire page. Okay. Bill Barr. I'm, I'm so glad. And then uh, what else? I have a uh, jewelry burglar, um, this horrible woman who tried to run over protesters. 
I saw that. Um, and I have a pretty exciting hometown, uh, which is we live off of this uh, kind of main drag um, of our uh, – it's like a couple different neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. And it's like a six-lane street that has a ton of banks on it. Oh. And it turns out uh, we have a pretty sorted history of bank robberies, one of which happened last week. Oh, shit. Okay. And uh, that bank robbery is actually, like, I couldn't find too much info on it. Uh, but as I was digging into it, I found one from 2012. 2012 and I'm just like, oh, my God. Like, Ooh. okay. <laughs> this is kind of scandalous. I, like, live in the Wild West. Well, it is Texas, right? Yeah. I guess. <laughs> a little bit. Like suburbs, lots of white people, and then bank robbers. <laughs> yeah. Well, people are robbing the EMTs here now, so. Yeah, that's not great. Maybe uh, it's safer down there. <laughs> like, you might get COVID, but you don't have to worry about. Oh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Is it snowing there today? It just, it just started, and. It's a snowpocalypse. It's the first snowpocalypse of the season. We could get anywhere from no snow to five feet, and the power could go out, and all the shelves are empty. So it's just standard operating procedure. No big deal. So exciting. I was a little bit bummed that we are down south for it uh, because we never grew up with, like, snow days or anything. I think it's snowed twice in Houston, and... It's, like, just enough powder that you can write your name on the picnic bench. Right. <laughs> uh, well, now that we're all working from home, there are no more snow days at all. That's true. But at least you can frolic. I don't do that. No. I, well, no, because I grew up with snow. I don't like snow. <laughs> I grew up in Minnesota. I grew up with, like, feet of snow every year. I hate it. I don't like it. I don't frolic in it. Look, it's pretty to look at out your window for like the first few hours and then the plows come through and then it's all dirty and grimy and it's shit to walk through and I hate it. So. (laughs) (laughs) Such a Grinch. (laughs) I am a Grinch. It's not a surprise. Everybody knows it. You've known me for a while now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So uh, why don't what do you want to cover first? Let's start with Bar- Bill Barr. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's me. Yes. All right. So, <clears throat> Attorney General William Barr resigned, uh, finally, but also surprisingly, because he resigned, what, like, three weeks before everyone's out anyway? Yeah. Basically. Anyway, uh, so... <laughs> In case you've forgotten, here are William Barr's greatest hits mm. of the Trump uh, presidency. Uh, he really helped uh, destroy uh, the investigation of uh, the like Russia investigation yeah. and whether or not Trump's campaign cooperated at all, whether they knew stuff was going on, it seems likely that they did because I mean, Roger Stone, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And actually, uh, Trump hired Barr in the first place because uh, Barr wrote a memo. I don't even know why he wasn't, like, involved with it really at all. But he wrote a memo being like, I support you, President Trump, and this is all bullshit witch hunt. Yeah. Presidents can't be convicted of crimes. Yeah. Well, yeah, so right out of the gate, the first thing he does is summarize the 1,100-page fucking Mueller report down to 26 pages, and it's completely misguided. Yeah, it was pretty inaccurate and (laughs) misleading. Misleading. Um. Yeah, so that is definitely um, thing number one. He also dropped the case against Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn, who had pled guilty to federal crimes. Uh, so not a great track record for your attorney general to have. He fired the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, uh, Jeffrey Berman, um, which commonly assumed that was because of uh, retaliation uh, for the Southern District of New York's investigation into Trump and Mm -hmm. his associates. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, Barr lied and said that Berman had resigned, and Berman was just kind of like, no, I was fired. (laughs) Nope, I did not resign, and I'm not going quietly. Thank you. Uh, Also, this summer, uh, Barr personally ordered... Uh, the dispersal of those protesters uh, who were in Lafayette Park in mm-hmm. D.C. Uh, so that Trump could have his uh, infamous photo op holding a Bible in front of a church that did not want him there. Um, and this was like part of Trump's whole thing about the George Floyd protesters being like horrible and evil and how Trump's going to, I don't know, bring back Jesus or something. Yeah. Um, well, I mean... He was holding, I think he was holding the Bible upside down, and I think it also blew into flames, if I remember correctly. So, yeah. Demons yeah. reaching their hands into the cracks of the sidewalk from hell. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> finally, uh, Bill Barr has tried to uh, shield Trump from the uh, defamation lawsuit filed by uh, Jean Carroll. And uh, so this lawsuit is kind of a, it's like strange for me to wrap my head around because Carol is suing Trump for defamation Mm -hmm. uh, because Trump called her a liar when she accused him of sexual assault. Yes. So it sounds like to me what's going on is they probably can't peg him with sexual assault. So instead they're doing this like roundabout way of holding him. Yeah, it's almost like um, like those civil trials that people do after someone's been found guilty of murder to, you know, hold them accountable on a monetary level. Mm-hmm. It's sort of the same thing because the this, this sexual assault happened so long ago that it's way past statute of limitations. And, of course, there would be little to no physical evidence. Yeah. Right? And so Bill Barr has been um, kind of acting in Trump's interest more so than in the interest of the country. Mm-hmm. And this is um, like his behavior towards this lawsuit is an example of that because it really has nothing to do with his presidency. And so Barr stepping in is kind of. The, 
fucking Department of Justice does not need to be representing the President of the United States in a defamation claim. Mm-hmm. That is that is a civil action, not a criminal one. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and then also it's like a, I've been watching West Wing. Mm-hmm. And in uh, West Wing, one of the seasons is about this impeachment because uh, it's all based off of Bill Clinton, basically. Yeah. And they, like, make a big point in the show of talking about the difference between a president's personal lawyer <clears throat> and, um, like, White House lawyers mm-hmm. and the Department of Justice, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, it's not necessarily these people's jobs to be the president's personal lawyer, you know, yes. like they're there to protect the country. Yes. So, anyway, um, there's been a lot of speculation about why Barr is resigning. And uh, I was going to go through some of those theories. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, this is all speculation. We we don't know. Um, it Barr's resignation letter and Trump's response made it sound very... Um, chummy and amicable uh but uh there's some people think that Barr resigned uh because trump has refused to accept the election results and william Barr has tried really hard to distance himself from any calls of corruption corrupted elections you know like i think even at one point he said we haven't found any evidence now uh, but before the election happened, the mail-in ballots were suspect of all kinds of corruption, according to Bill Barr. Yeah. But it sounds like Bill Barr has been trying to play both sides. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we'll see in whatever job he gets after this if he succeeded. I mean, he doesn't have much law reputation left, so I can't imagine, you know... Unless he's going to a full-on Trump-supporting firm. Yeah. Um, or a Fox News contributor. Who knows? But, uh, um, I mean, it's kind of interesting because, in general, the one thing that everybody can agree on is that one of the reasons that he is resigning um, is to distance himself from Trump so that he can um, claim some high ground, I guess, for... Uh, for his next job, basically. Yeah. I don't really know if it works if you've resigned three weeks before you're out anyway. You could still get indicted on high crimes and misdemeanors, sir. <laughs> um, well, speaking of crimes, uh, I was reading this article in Bloomberg that was pretty interesting where the reporter speculates that the reasoning might come down to presidential pardons. Uh, so basically, um, the president can issue pardons without the attorney general or the Department of Justice. Um, there is a pardon office in the Department of Justice. And usually um, when the president has like a list of people to pardon, the DOJ will run through the list and kind of give their recommendations. Mm-hmm. And the president like doesn't have to follow it, but it can be a little bit of a shit storm if the president doesn't. And so William Barr's choices are to stay at the Department of Justice, have Trump pardon a bunch of people that he can't recommend for pardoning or that his um, 
this uh, like group within the DOJ doesn't recommend for pardoning. And then it makes William Barr look weak, right? It's like, oh, Trump's not even listening to him. Oh, okay. Doesn't he already? I mean, good Lord. Okay. Uh, but it does make him seem like um, it like discredits Barr's reputation, which, of course, you could argue has already been discredited. Um, and so... It's and so it's like Barr can either choose to appear as though he's going along with it, regardless of his personal feelings, or he can resign in protest and piss off some very powerful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are saying that uh, him resigning now is kind of giving him a bit of an out from either of these options. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing I hadn't even thought about is the idea of a blanket pardon for all ICE agents during his presidency. And I'm just like, huh. Um, assuming that, say, Joe Biden would come in and they would do some sort of um, audit and realize that a bunch of the stuff they're doing is actually illegal, which, I mean, they're giving her hysterectomies to women who do not need them. So, yeah, I say that there's a lot of illegal stuff going on. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, this piece was written in Bloomberg. Um, full disclosure, it was in the opinion section. I chose it for my notes because it seemed fairly thought out by the reporter. So I don't think that they're fully pulling this out of their ass, but it is important for everyone to keep in mind that this is not like. Well, no, it's all, I mean, you said it's all speculation as to why he resigned. So, yeah, we probably won't know until he writes a book in two years. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck my, fuck John Bolton. Um, yeah, I, um, yeah, I was just so happy, as you know, from my text message. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, he's done so much damage to the Department of Justice to, um, there's, you know, a part of the justice system, too, is you can't have even an appearance of impropriety, and that's all it's been for the last three and a half years with Bill Barr Mm -hmm. at the helm of the DOJ. So there's a lot of uh, reputational repair that needs to go into that. And I think um, whoever takes it over is going to, I mean, it's a big job. Yeah, there's going to be some work involved. (laughs) But also think about all of those career people in the DOJ that resigned in protest. Yeah. That really makes me sad for for these career folks. I mean, I suspect that they might have an opportunity to reapply when Biden's president, hopefully. They can, or they can be like pre-Pahara, because Trump fired him, remember? Yeah. In At the very beginning of 2016, which I was completely outraged over. Um, but he's I gone on. I just to- would hope that... Um, like a bunch of the people who left because they were no longer, they did not see themselves as fitting well in Trump's White House. I would hope that like a lot of those um, career people who've been there for multiple presidencies might be able to come back. Yeah. Cause like a lot of these folks who are behind the scenes, 
yeah, they're it's career. Like they're there for Republicans and they're there for Democrats. You know, mm-hmm. like they don't see this as um, a partisan position. But then I think Trump just made it so difficult to work there. Yeah, I also would like to see people like Alexander Vindman given his job back or a job mm-hmm. after that. Um, and his twin brother, too, who also got fired after Vindman test- testified. I'm not with who that is. Alexander Vindman testified at the, at the hearings about Trump's involvement in the Ukraine scandal. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's coming back. And a while ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a long time ago. Um, and his twin brother also worked in the White House, and they both got canned. Mm. So, yeah. Well, we'll have to see what happens, although I suspect that it will probably be much better than what we've been dealing with. I don't think I'll be on the edge of a coronary before I go to bed every night. So Yeah. I'm sure I've said this before on the show, but I saw this uh, thing on Facebook that said, I just want to hate the president a normal amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. He can't please everybody, and I'm going to dislike him a lot some of the days. but Not worried about him hitting their <clears throat> button <laughs> No, Jesus. after being on Twitter. Right? The Twitter! The Twitter account! Guess whose Twitter account can be suspended after noon on January 20th? Because he's now a private citizen. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Do you think that he's just going to go to parlor and... That's fine. That's yeah. Go, go to parlor. <laughs> but I don't have to fucking listen to it. It's going to be interesting to see how reporters cover him, or if they even will. I kind of hope they don't. I would say that they should cover only the biggest of news and generally just ignore him. Yeah. The most powerful thing for a guy like that is a wall of silence, right? For sure. Yeah. It's going to be an adjustment for him, and um, I think we mentioned this on the show before, but uh, the uh, residents of Mar-a-Lago, are, of, of that island, are trying to uh, oh, yeah. take him they out. They don't want him there. Yeah. <laughs> well, they didn't want his resort, and so in his contract, he says it cannot be his permanent residence. Mm. Well, he's he he first He's forsaken New York, so, you know. <laughs> New York doesn't want him. New York doesn't want him. There is we, his op-ed being like, hey, Ivanka, we used to go to parties together, but now everybody hates you. Please don't come back. I mean, we've turned that part of uh, the street in front of Trump Tower into Black Lives Matter Plaza, so, and it's going to stay that way. Yeah. So, he can go fuck himself. Go to Russia. Then we don't have to deal with you at all. Oh, my God. I'm not even sure if Russia wants him. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I guess they do because he has state secrets. Actually, yeah. I was... Did you tell me that that's a concern now? Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't have any sense of propriety, really, and he... Uh, yeah. He's like a security risk. 
Yeah. I mean, the CIA might have to take him out. I don't even want to think about it. All right, let's move on to some true crime. (laughs) Some other true crime. (laughs) What do you want to hear first? Uh, You had one, but it slipped my mind, and now I'm just thinking about Trump. I've got uh, the shooting at the cathedral, the EMT robberies, or... EMT robberies. Okay. So, um, it has been reported... Uh, last week, there was a report that two AMTs were robbed by an armed suspect while responding to a 911 call, which obviously turned out to be fake. Mm-hmm. So they're they're luring EMTs in by 911 calls, which really pisses me the fuck off. So they go um, they go to this call. Um, two dudes in their 20s. They're in the elevator. Um, in East Williamsburg, it's 2.40 in the morning, stops at the sixth floor of this building. A man approaches with them with a handgun, threatens them, steals their radios, their tech bag, and medical equipment, and pushes all the buttons on the elevator. And he, the guy runs, and those guys are now stuck right Going in the down elevator. every single floor. Yeah. Not injured. No arrests have been made. But this follows... Uh, one that happened a couple of days prior in um, Brownsville, same MO, right? Yeah. Fake 911 call. The call said that this child was having difficulty breathing. They get into the elevator and um, they were met by an armed man at the floor, took their radios, tablets, med bags, bunched all the buttons on the elevators, blah, blah, blah. No one was hurt. They carry tablets? Yeah, they carry tablets now. Okay. Um, first question I have is, what are you going to do? Who are you going to fence that shit to? I know. I was just kind of like, ah, yes, the black market in IVs. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Like, I'll buy that hot defilibrator pad off you. That's fine. I mean, I guess if they're carrying, um, you know, like tablets or laptops or something, but also, um, (coughs) like, I imagine that, well, first off, um, crimes against, uh, like, public servants carry a much higher sentence. Oh, yeah. Well, don't think that... They're just robbing someone... (laughs) Don't think the fire department isn't pissed off about it. Of course, they're also blaming the mayor for defunding the police, which didn't actually happen. So, um, yeah. And then also, it's like, I feel like 9-on-1 can kind of track these people. And, I mean, even if they use, like, a burner phone or whatever or light on everything... This is still, like, a robbery where you're giving, like, a lot of information to somebody that, I mean, I don't think any robber is ever smart enough to pull something off indefinitely. And the more stuff you give to someone, the more chances of making a mistake. Yeah, so we so a, chi- a child having difficulty breathing, 
I don't know what the original call was for. Did I say that? Blah, blah, blah. So these sound like urgent but non-emergency, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe the 911 operators aren't asking as many questions as they would if it was a dire emergency. I don't know. I've called 911 before over stuff that was, like, not super pressing. And they had me on the phone for, like, 10 minutes. I've never called 911. Oh, really? Mm-mm. I, there's, like, some drunk guy who had passed out in a subway, and I called, and I found someone, ugh, this is gnarly, but I found someone's suicide note on the street once. Oh, Jesus, girl. And so I called it in, and I'm like, hey, here's what this thing says. Here's the location of the letter. Oh, my God. No, I've never had an occasion to call it. No, they, like, they like ask for your address, your name, your phone number, the, <laughs> yeah. where you are, all sorts of, like. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but, like, even if they lied about everything, like, they still have, like, what phone you used and. I don't know. I just feel like this is, like, not a very well thought out robbery. Well, I feel like they can figure out the patterns, right? The the police department can listen to both calls and and. I feel like they they can find, but they're going to have to work quickly because a fake 911 call, that's fucked up. It fucks everybody, right? Yeah. It's the whole city. Um, sure. I mean, it's already a dangerous job to be an EMT. Yeah. I did see one quote from what, uh, he didn't want to give his name, but one of the, the former EMT who said that, you know, uh, EMTs don't actually get paid that much. And he said that the guy, the robber was lucky that the EMTs didn't rob him instead. (laughs) (laughs) I I can see why that quote would be um, off the record. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, I was like, well, how much stuff is an EMT even going to have on them? Like, they have a locker at the uh, hospital or fire department, wherever that they're associated with. Yeah, their personal stuff isn't going to really be on them. I'd, maybe, maybe like, minimum. Maybe like their phone. Maybe a little bit of their wallet, but, you know, cash. I don't, like, how much cash do you need? Maybe just something for dinner, coffee? I don't even think that they, I'm trying to remember. I actually have a friend who's an EMT. Or he was, I guess. And uh, you're pretty, like, buckled in there for your shift. Yeah, but, like, coffees or, yeah. you know, you're going to have to need a – you can't go 12 hours without a bathroom break. But, um, my God, I just don't know why you would ever target an EMT. Well, that's def- – <laughs> I mean, like, that's how desperate the economy – these people are desperate for money. Yeah, I guess so. Ugh. Pandemic's got everybody all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, this is a weird time, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It'll be, you know, it's actually kind of funny because I was just thinking about this, but our radio show is like a little uh, time capsule of the year. Mm-hmm. And um, I just wonder if five years from now, some very dedicated fan is going to go through and listen to this and 
We're all just going to be like, ah, COVID. <laughs> COVID. Ah. Everything sucks. Time has no meaning. Everything is dust. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So that I just, I caught that right before I came, jumped on and I thought it was, I'll, I'll follow it to see what's happening. Um, but uh, nothing as of right now. There could be another one today. This what this happened over the weekend. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully these people either get caught or stop. That'd be well. Nice. They're, yeah, they're, I'm sure the 911 call center is working on ways to circumvent how to well, or to figure out how what is fake and what is not. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, I'm going to now talk about this Queens woman who was accused of uh, driving into protesters at a Black Lives Matter protest in Midtown, um, I believe it was last Friday. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, the Black Lives Matter protesters were marching in solidarity of people uh, who are being held by ICE at Bergen County Jail. Uh, and the detainees are currently on a hunger strike. That, I read that article. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And uh, so this woman, uh, Kathleen Castillo, Castillo 52, uh, was charged with reckless endangerment uh, for uh, this incident, which was actually, I think she recorded herself doing this. Um, it, maybe she had like a dash cam or something, uh, but she's like, stop for the protesters. And then there's like some people in front of her car. She just revs her engine and hits one of these protesters who actually like flips over the car. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, um, no one was harmed. Okay. I mean, I'm sure that there were some like scrapes and bruises, but it doesn't sound like anyone like had to go to the hospital or anything. Um, and so she got arrested. Uh, but one of the more scandalous things about this is, is that she was just given a desk appearance ticket and then just released. What was her reason for driving through the crowd? I have no idea. Um, let me pull up the article and see if they, uh, list anything, but... It doesn't sound like <laughs> there was really a reason. The it's only almost like road rage. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I could think of is that she didn't know it was happening, accidentally ended up trying to gently drive through and panicked. But no, I'm not buying that either. So this says Castillo claimed that her car had been surrounded by protesters she started banging on her vehicle as they marched illegally against traffic, sources say. She then stepped on the gas to get away from them, she told the cops. Um, a witness then told the reporter, A car just ran through a group of protesters, tossing people into the air. I saw individuals that were hit by the car flying up and over it. The windshield is totally cracked. Hmm. Uh, Yeah. So, in in New York, what does a desk appearance mean? Does that just mean you show up to either plead guilty or not guilty? 
like a, it's like a brief hearing. It's like a traffic ticket. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I saw it as like being something like a traffic ticket. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, uh, for most cases, that most um, desk appearance tickets are for like misdemeanors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Um, well, that's kind of it's just kind that. of like a, we don't really consider this to be worth all that much time, so just, you know. Right. That's super. That's super fucked up. Yeah. So people were kind of upset about that. Yeah, I would be too. Anyway, um, and of course I'm sure that the police are not inclined to help the protesters at all, so... No, they're not. Um, I wish I could get it through some cops' heads that your job is to protect people that even if you don't like them. Yeah, all people. <laughs> I mean, all our ta- all all our taxes go to paying your salaries and your pensions and your health insurance. And all that other shit. And your lawsuits. And your lawsuits. And your settlements. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of that, I'll, I'll have more on this next week, but I did see that the Minneapolis City Council voted to, uh, uh, I don't want to use the word defund, cause, but it is taking a huge, I think it was $9 million, and they're taking that from the police department and putting it into a fund to create other funds. So I'll have more details on that next week. But that's cool. exciting. Yeah, that's really exciting. Yeah. They came through. Are people, are your folks like in Minneapolis, like your friends and everyone back there, how, how are they feeling about stuff like that? They're, I mean, they're also in support of it, but like part of the Minneapolis Police Department appears to have done a slowdown on their work because carjackings are up like 185% mm-hmm. since before George Floyd's death. Uh, gun violence is up. It just, it's like, it's like they're just not, their presence isn't being seen. They're not putting an effort into it. Flo, please leave my shit alone. Um, <laughs> she's sitting here on it. My cat, for everybody who can't see us, which is everybody, my cat, in order to keep her calm, and not keep cruising across my desk. I put a pillow on the corner, so she sits there quietly all day. That's really adorable, actually. Yeah. She's, so she's sitting right here next to me on this little pillow. I was going to say, uh, your kitty has made an appearance, I think, in every podcast episode for, like, the past six months. And it mm-hmm. brings me, what I love is uh, when you can see them uh, walking in through the door behind you. <laughs> and they're just like, what's that? <laughs> Yeah, they make a lot of appearances with the video chats. It's because they, they like to watch television, and so watching you on on Skype or whoever else is on Zoom is part of the visual experience, right? So, there's do, your, do your coworkers know who she is? They know two of them. Yeah, they've seen Flo, who I was talking about recently, now, and then there's Beulah, who's the black and white tuxedo, who likes to come and sit right to my left and just stare. Yeah. Like a haunted animal with her big old round eyes. She's just like, hey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I'll have more of that next. I'll put, I'll, when we record, I'll do some research into what's actually happening there because I'm sure people will want to know. 
For sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to talk about Varen Primus? Yep, yep. Okay, so he was brought to our attention by a friend of the show, our friend Alicia. She came on the show and we discussed him briefly. He uh, was indicted in absentia in, um, in 2016 for the 2006 cold case murder of Brooklyn High School student Chanel Petro Nixon. Mm-hmm. Um so he um, was never – so here's the thing, though. Um, prior to that indictment, he had been in prison here on a violation of order of protection that one of his girlfriends had filed. Um, and then at, he spent some time in prison, and then he was um, sent back to – uh, St. Vincent, the island of St. Vincent, right? Mm-hmm. And that was in 2015. So, so Piers, right after he landed back in St. Vincent, uh, he killed a 33-year-old real estate agent named Charlene Greaves. Her body was found um, with stab wounds in her office. Um, so he was picked up for that and he, uh, was in lockup waiting trial and he, um, with the aid of a guy named Louis Cupid, who was a 12 year prison guard veteran, escaped in, uh, 20, let's see, yep, escaped in 20, September of 2019 for that, recaptured in October and um, he was in prison. Let me see. He was in prison again, waiting <sighs> trial. And as of December 9th, he's escaped again. I can hear your kitty. Can you? Oh, it's a siren. It sounded like a meow for a second. Oh, yeah, it's the si- it's going right down the street. Sorry, I got really distracted for a moment there because she popped her head into the frame. Do you want to see Flo? Come here, baby. Yeah. Come on. So for everyone who's um, not uh, fortunate enough to see her, she is like this like soft gray, very sweet, and apparently wants Megan's full attention. She's a, she's a very... Chonk, chonk, gray tabby, name flow. Yes, right. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. Okay. So he escaped. He's on the run now. He escaped with some other dude. Um. So just to go back though, he killed this woman right after he was sent back to St. Vincent, and um, in also in 2016, he held his other like he had a girl like a real girlfriend Mm -hmm. he held her captive for like three and a half months in some weird ass dungeon oh my god and um and and she escaped because she was savvy enough to like pass a note to one of like his grandma or something that says i'm here all the time please help so she escaped 
and the NYPD in relation, because there's been no, he was indicted in absentia, but there's been no um, trial or further movement on the mm-hmm. case, which is why we were talking about it a while ago. And apparently in 2016, the NYPD went to talk to, her name is uh, Moana Hadaway, and um, they went to talk to her about um, Chanel's case to see what they could find out about about this guy. Now, you know, he's going to be in St. Vincent once they find him. Let's hope they find him because I'm pretty sure he's... If he's not already, I'm pretty sure he's a serial killer. Um, yeah. um, there's no way he's going to be extradited back to the United States for a trial. But it gives me hope that this was in the United States news. It was mm-hmm. in Brooklyn news. So that means that people are still paying attention to Chanel's case. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he gives me the creeps. He's a super creep. Um yeah, so that's, yeah. Well, I hope he's found quickly. What's today? The 16th? He's been, yeah. on, he's been on the run for a week with this other dude. It's actually pretty impressive. Yeah. As I say, I think, I feel like um, most escapes that you hear about are brought in pretty quickly. Well, the first one he definitely was because they had they figured out that the guy on the inside had helped him out. This was just two criminals working together, and there's no details yet on the escape how they got out. Mm-hmm. Uh, seems to me that Saint Vincent needs to up their game. Yeah, no kidding. Hmm. Hmm. I wonder if there's every time I hear about like escapes that are actually successful, I always wonder if there's some sort of corruption. Yeah, I mean, well, you and I covered El Chapo in detail. There had to be corruption there. For sure, but he was also a lot more powerful than this guy. That's true. He is no El Chapo. There's no tunnels and motorcycles on on zip lines. Um, at least that I'm aware of. But, yeah, it's just kind of like, I feel like it shouldn't be that difficult to kind of keep someone. Well... Especially if he's already escaped once. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe limit his human contact, put him in a solitary confinement cell. But I would just start wondering, it's like, are there, like, bribes or something? Or perhaps they're, like, really underfunded. I don't know. But. Well, it's not, you know, it's a a Caribbean island. It's not, there's not a lot of, there's not, first of all, there's not a lot of people there. Yeah. So there's not, and there's not going to be a lot of money there. But. Uh, fool me once, shame on me. <laughs> Come on. Well, we'll have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah, I will. Um, yeah, it jumped out on me when I was Googling Brooklyn crime. And this he came up, and I was like, wow, I forgot about him. Do you want to hear about um, this bank robbery? I do. Um, all right, so... Uh, Last Friday, a suspect was put in custody after an attempted bank robbery um, Friday afternoon um, in Katy, Texas, which I know that almost none of our listeners care about <laughs> because everyone's in New York. Uh, but for That's not true. 
We have listeners in a couple other places. Okay. And uh, I can, although and we my care about it. listening to it since I moved back home. Yeah, we yeah. care about it because uh, you're, you're from there. So no one cares about Minnesota either, but whatever. Um, so the reason I heard about this is because my mother was going Christmas shopping and got stuck in traffic because of the police. Oh, my God, Roxy. And she's fine, but she's like, oh, what happened? And then one of her other neighbors is like, oh, it was a bank robbery. And my mom's like, okay. <laughs> Drove past there. So this um, bank is like within an easy 10-minute drive of our house. Uh, we live in like a uh, like a low-key McMansion community mm-hmm. for perspective. We're like way out in the suburbs, and it's all very um, like soccer mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the idea of a robbery here for me like, a bank robbery feels kind of laughable. Anyway, uh, so, let me see. Yeah, like, the sheriff's office and some deputies um, at the Bank of America on uh, Westheimer Parkway. They arrested one suspect, and uh, it was over pretty quick, um, which, I mean, you think about a bank robbery these days, and you're like, yeah, cameras everywhere. There's going to be, like, a panic button. I don't know why you think you can get away with it. But actually, I kind of did a bit of a deeper dive into local bank robberies. Okay. And um, in 2012, there was actually a serial robber uh, who hit two KD banks. Um, one of them was a community credit union um, on Cinco Ranch Boulevard, which is, like, very, very close to this bank that was just hit. But, again, this was, like, 10 years ago. And then um, the second one was the Chase Bank on Mason Road, which is the bank that my parents use and where I opened my first bank account. <laughs> Ooh. And... Um, yeah, so I was reading this, I'm just like, oh, my God. So the first robbery, um, this man just, like, walked in there and slipped a note to the teller saying that was a robbery. And the teller complied, which is actually what they're supposed to do. He just walked out. And then he headed up the road five minutes to another bank. <laughs> uh, but then this time he uh, showed a weapon and robbed the place. And uh, Well, why would he do that? I guess maybe. He was on a spree, Megan. Yes, I know, but, like, why whip out the weapon at the second one if you didn't need it at the first one? I don't know. Maybe the guy was looking a little bit more. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he got a little excited, I guess. I don't know. It makes no sense. makes no sense. Anyway, uh, so I think that he was eventually caught. Uh, I mean, they have, like, a photo of him, and he looks kind of like a derpy dad. <laughs> Wait, was he going to the Taco Bell drive through or something when they caught him? Well, I think it was, like, weeks later or something. Like, mm-hmm. I think that he got away with it for a while. Hmm. Um, no, but it's like the bank has cameras. No, I know. They like, all do. But it's not like bank robberies of the old days where it's not like the Brinks fucking car robbery, right? Where they're getting millions and millions of dollars. You're lucky to walk out with max 10 grand. Yeah. It's just what's in the teller's thing. And they try not to keep money there for this reason. Yeah. Like, they're not going to, like, go to some vault and give you a cougar rand. (laughs) (laughs) 
You can. I have some Polish złota. You can have. <laughs> but um. <laughs> so uh, I was just like, I can't believe it. But there's a joke that my mom and I have that uh, we have like the highest number of Starbucks, fast food places, and banks. Um, on this, like, one stretch of road between my parents' house and I-10 mm-hmm. out of, like, anywhere else in the country. Really? <laughs> because, well, I don't know if that's true or not, but you'll, like, you can stand in the parking lot of a bank and see, like, another one. Oh, yeah. And it's like that with Starbucks's. It's like, like, we have, um, I mean, it's Texas, so we have, like, a McDonald's across the street from a Burger King next to a Chick-fil-A. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just oh, yeah. It's very suburban, not kind of, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Everything's freestanding for the most part. Everything has a huge parking lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, apparently I think that we're starting to get a reputation as um, for bank robbers. Okay. He's probably some soccer dad. But again, again, you know, maybe he works at a restaurant that's been closed for months or something. This is in 2012. Oh, that oh the new one, maybe. Yeah, sure. maybe the new one. But. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, people are desperate right now. So Congress needs to send us more checks. Oh yeah, but, I mean, the, they're they're teasing us with another check, and it's like European countries are paying people to stay home. Yeah, thousands of euros a month. And it's not like these countries have more money than we do. I know, thousands of euros a month. They're basically getting most of their salary. To stay home. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them can still work. This is such a manufactured crisis at this point. It's really horrible. I blame all of the Republicans. Every fucking last one of them. Yeah. Well, I think with that, we're approaching our end of time. Um, But thank you so much for joining us on Crime Talk BK. We are here on Radio Free Brooklyn every Saturday morning from 11 a.m. to noon. Peace out. Thank you.